Action Park Media. Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon. And I'm Kevin Connolly. Oh. Yeah, you know what? It's been a minute. Irish, Irish cricket. It's weird. Like Dylan's now two in a row, which is odd. And this is our secondary episode of the weekend we got Dylan for. So I don't know. I feel like, Dylan, uh, you're getting excited by the podcast. You're getting excited yeah. by what could happen, and you're here. Yeah, yeah. I love being here. I, I like what's going on here at Action Park. The podcast is growing. Everything's going well. I appreciate that, Kev. Doug, yeah. thoughts? What do you think about that? I think... Uh, Doug I is think... heavily critical of uh, Action Park. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> Very just supportive. Everyone, everyone uh, I, I love Action Park. I love everything that's happening here. Obviously, we're working out some kinks. We've had some employees come and go uh, pretty quickly. Some, uh, it's a revolving door here. Yeah, I just said, hey, where's what's-his-name? And where's what's-his-name? <laughs> a couple people... Yeah, what, what, what I... happens when you do a movie for seven months out of town. <laughs> Here's what I suggest when you come in, Kevin. Don't get too close to anybody. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you don't want to wake up and You used gone. to say that about the writers on Entourage, too. You're like, don't fall in love with any of the other writers. <laughs> now, by the way, I don't believe that's a true statement. We had a very small core group of people that I will love. Uh, I'd always did love forever. But I want to talk to Kevin Dillon. You left for Jackson. We know you did this Bruce Willis movie. Unfortunately, Connolly has not had the fortune of working with Bruce Willis. But you took with you a very expensive... Mike, we, we, told, we gave you a, a personal podcast studio. What happened? Dude, what happened? It sounded great in theory to do uh, to do the podcast while there, but I was the lead. I was like in every frame. You're so, number two on the call sheet. Believe me, as a guy that's spent ten years. At the yeah, but I was really sheet. number one. You really were. I was number one. I was in a lot more scenes. They than have Bruce. these other podcasts. So, like Jason Bateman is a huge star. He's got a podcast. He does it every week with uh, some other big stars on it as well. So, but what'd you do with that Zoom kit, Mike? Well, it's a pain First of all, did you check it. No, I carried it on. Carried it's a real on. pain in the ass carrying it on. It's heavy. Of course, going through uh, security at the airport, they want to look it over. It's all that metal you got on. Right. What's well, in a hard shell carrying case? Yeah. What do they do? Do like, they take it they out? They spent like 15 minutes oh, looking boy. at Did it. Did they think it was like a weapon of some kind? I don't know what they thought and it listen, was. Listen, in, 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 in defense of the uh, National Security <laughs> Department of Aviation or whatever it's called, I would look I would, at it. I would want to have a look yes, at that I box, too. If you were bringing it on the plane, yeah. You yeah. I think the podcast is growing, and I could see it. The TSA guy was like, the TSA, sir. oh, Dylan, you brought the, uh, you brought the Zoom kit. You're never going to use that, bro. <laughs> Dylan, why don't you just leave that here with us? We'll hold on to it. For I'm you. sorry, you guys. I really wanted to do it, but I, I couldn't. I, I, didn't I, have I, also, I also had the feeling, I'm like, it's just once you get into that mindset of, of doing a movie, especially when you're out of town and you're out of your element, it, it feels good in theory, but it does become harder. Right. Yeah. So, some people could do it. I'm not one of those, those guys. I focus on my character and I lock in and I can't really be, I can't, I don't usually do auditions when I'm at, I don't do anything. I, we've spoken about this before, but Dylan, there's a few things about you that impress me. That is one of them. You really do. You disappear and you're present where you are and you leave like while Connolly and I are like, have you heard from Dylan? No, I haven't heard from Dylan. Like we're checking every five minutes like it's high school. And also, we're in love too, with you. But- Doug is like asking me about you like he doesn't know you. I'm like, bro, what do you mean? I, you know everything that I know. We know the same stuff. I don't have any new information if that's what you're asking. I definitely, he's definitely shooting people with a, with a large caliber machine gun. Huh? Also, he likes to tell me to talk to Lisa Gallon, who's your representative, who I love, yeah. by the way, as a human. Yeah. I don't like representatives. Nothing I don't against want to talk to Personally, well, you just don't like You guys could call me direct. It's not like it's, you were calling. We're scared. we're scared. You weren't blowing up my phone or anything. But you, you know what's calling. funny? I went to uh, the Jackson State football game. 
You met with my, my buddy Leon, and you know, I got to meet Deion Sanders and went back and hung out with Coach Prime. Ran through the locker room with the guys. It was amazing. Did you, you, met I, you met Constance Schwartz, my friend. Yeah, I ran into Deion, a yeah. woman, and she's like. Doug Allen is looking for you. There's an all points bulletin out on you right now. I got eyes everywhere, bro. And I was like, my if God, see how Dylan, does this happen in Jackson, Dylan, Mississippi? You walk right up to him and you tell him he needs to call me and have that Zoom yeah, ready Yeah, that's what to go. she said. And she was serious. Like, but you better what, call Doug. What I want to get you to now, because this is different than when we work together on entourage. This is our thing, as little as we've gotten out of it so far financially. But that there's... Is not- it's getting better. It's getting better. Are we it's still on that? Are we still Because I'll run with the bit if you want to run with the bit. I'm just saying. You've been, it's, it's, uh, it's, there is growth you potential. Have been, you have been compensated for for your. But there is growth potential here. I don't know that, what it is. The word is that you do. But go ahead. Oh, sorry. dude, you're killing me. Go ahead, Doug. But there is growth potential that is enormous here. But what we need you guys all to oh, do, man. hands on deck. Deion Sanders is a huge fan of Entourage. He is. How do you not lock him down for the podcast? He'll do it. Dude, he said I, he would I, do it. I will He's give, got a podcast of his own, too. I'll do his, and he'll do ours. I, I, will give, I will give Doug credit. Doug would, like, sneak into the morgue <laughs> and, like, <laughs> grab a dead body and see if he could just get a couple of lines. Can, Can you say these wild? anything left to say. <laughs> Doug will be waving a Zoom kit in a dead person's face like, yeah. we just need the opening for the opening. <laughs> we need it for the opening. I'm relentless. I will keep going 24-7 because, first of all, I'm having a good time doing this, but second of all, I do see the possibilities of where we can go. And every time we make another fan, we have another friend that will follow us and yeah. do what we're doing. You so. know what, Doug? We forgot to talk about. We should tell Dylan. Do you know that Doug and I had a fake fight? <laughs> no way. Doug and I... We had a couple real fights, Well, too. Doug and I... Doug was in a fight with me for three days, and I didn't know that he was in a fight well, with me. Like <laughs> Kevin Connolly has had more fake fights with me that I'm not involved with I, than anyone I know. Yeah, the, the, the point is, I like I guess if you were to look at the text messages, I, maybe you could, they would read that way, but I wasn't thinking... Why was he mad? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it. it. Finally, was it? I was what like... What was it, Doug? What did he do to you? <laughs> what? what he did was... Okay, let's, let's talk about it. What he did was... He, he said, said I was being short with him. He said, I got it from here. Don't worry about it, which <laughs> I'm working my ass off on this animation stuff. I'm writing it. I'm trying to put it all together. And I go, so I think we should do this, that, whatever. And he goes, I got it from here. Now, I'll I don't know what his here. tone was, which is always tough on a text, but you know how nasty he is. So, <laughs> so it could have been, I got it from here. Right. Yeah. Right. Or but, it been, but, I got it from here. Yeah. yeah so but okay. I was... I, I mean, I, I knew we were doing a bit, but I was completely joking. I was completely joking. Doug said, well, why don't you do that? Now I know how he was saying it. But I, again, uh, I thought like, oh, whatever. I never gave so it So you're thought. thinking, oh, he's giving me the green light to do that. I just I just well, can didn't I tell think... you what Connolly does? Because he's a little bit of a gaslighter, okay? And I... Scotty, we got this great editor, Scotty, who does fucking amazing work here. But what Connolly does is rather than addressing it with me, he goes, Scotty's upset. I'm like, why? No, I didn't say that. It's not what I said. It's 100% what you said. You I, said he thinks you were talking I, I to him. I said, well, you're firing off. Here's the thing. Also, too, Doug starts multiple chats, right? <laughs> so he doesn't know. It's like he's got one with me and him. He's got one with me and him and you. Me, <laughs> him, and the animator, him yeah. and Scotty. Yeah. So sometimes it gets a little bit lost. And I think at some point, Doug was like, fire him. Fire somebody. And Scotty was like, was he talking about me? I'm like, no, bro. This, <laughs> at this point, I'm thinking, Dale, Doug's joking around. Three days go by, and I wake up one morning, and it says Doug Allen has left the conversation. <laughs> I'm like, that's weird. Now like, my antennas are up. He I left the up. chat. He, he was not responding to me. I got <laughs> you. So then I finally I called, and, and then I saw something on Instagram that Sarah, nothing, obviously nothing serious, but Sarah was at the doctor or something. I was like, oh, boy. Doug, is everything all right? 
come to find out, Doug and I were in a fight for three days, and I had no idea. Yeah. Well, by the way, <laughs> nuclear option is when you leave the conversation. If you're in a group chat and you that leave says it, a lot. you're telling people. But the sick thing is, you overcame my leaving of the conversation. I don't know how. He saw I left it, and then he sent a video, and it came right back to no, me. No, I re-added you. <laughs> I didn't see that. It never said that you added me. I added you. I re-added you. You will not leave any conversation. You're not going anywhere. You're stuck here. I by the way, Sarah, right. okay, what was this about? Sarah? Sarah's fine. Sarah's okay, fine. She had a minor minor. Not checkup. Even and yeah, exactly. It's all good. Thank cool. God. Cool. And she's good. She's doing some stand-up. She's getting back. But she uh, she had to keep me calm because I'm like, listen, Connolly's got off the fucking deep end this time. <laughs> I, I, and I had no idea. And I was in a great mood. He calls me after. after like th- We haven't spoken in three days, which the last time we haven't spoken for three days was when I told the him neck to direct choke. the Yankee season. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, the Yankee thing. No, no like, the neck choke yeah, was yeah. so bad that we got over that right away. Yeah, that yeah. did last five minutes when that, I that choked. Was, yeah. He was trying also not to get arrested for assault <laughs> in a public place. I, I, I think, though, everyone needs to look at chats because tone on a chat is really yeah. hard to read. And that's why I'm a big fan of phone calls. Right. Because there's a lot of uh, communication problems with uh, texting. This is a really perfect example because, truthfully, I was a 100% kidding around. I mean, I knew Doug was annoyed, but I never thought that. Oh, I was planning like my he, new podcast. I was yo, like, I, I, yo. <laughs> was I involved? <laughs> if you were no, going to be, like, but honestly, I, I had the whole thing pictured the comments calling was gonna everybody. Yo, like, listen, to, like, Jerry, you're in the game. Alan, out. <laughs> no, Grenier. Grenier finally Grenier. shows up. Welcome to the podcast with that fucking head <laughs> of hair. Can you we opened up with Grenier's bush hair and welcome oh, to another man. episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Adrian Grenier. We're going to talk about the I'm oceans seven. today. <laughs> So just little news that's happening. Apple did a little update. So for everybody out there, it's important. They they cleared it up. It doesn't say subscribe anymore because a lot of people were like, okay, does that mean I have to pay? So everybody who's listening, follow the podcast on Apple. Spotify is going to change that soon as well. And then what's exciting is we might be able to have additional content that we can hopefully get our fans to go, you know what? We'll help you out. We'll pay a little bit something so we can do something. But that's down the road. But this is yeah. interesting that you say that. So they're, they're changing it, Kevin. So subscribing, which is true. When you subscribe to something, there is something in the back of your head that feels like you're yeah, signing up. like a up fucking for- magazine that comes every year and you right, can never cancel Right, it. as but, opposed to following. Right, but I'm saying the, the, the word subscribe yeah. is in people's heads is like having this, you know, it's got a, it's got a stigma to yeah, it, it as opposed yeah. to follow, yeah, which so is every, the same thing. So everybody yeah. follow the podcast again, give a nice review. That would be great. Um, this guy came to me, though, at the office. Look at this. Big I love I love Doug. Doug, you know, one of the things. That's a big ad you're one of the things I like about you, which is far and few between. Doug's promoting. They sent that to Doug, and there it is. Yeah. I know. That's I mean, no, I got nothing zero dollars. I know. You have a I weird wouldn't Bob touch sh- that thing unless they pay me. Yeah. I mean, is, is it a Bob? Why are you doing on? that? Is I don't it? know. I liked it. It reminds me of my friend t- Andrew Klein, who I based the character on. I'm sure he's going to break it up, and maybe there's money in there. I'm sure he's going to love nothing that. in here. But is that, is that a piggy bank? Uh, it's a Bob's Big Boy piggy boy, but it's but not Bob's anymore. Did they rebrand it? The Action Park piggy bank. I mean, hey, there we go. Action Park. Victory the podcast p- piggy bank. Oh, sorry, forgot. Yeah. Yep. Connolly doesn't get, get that. Also, can I just say that's one other thing that's pretty funny. While we're, do you all- know, Doug refused an Action Park Media email. He wants a Victory the podcast email. So well, that's... I want people to know. But here's what I want to say about the Action Park Media thing that I think is very funny that Connolly does. So. We're trying to sell some hats and shirts because it helps us out. It gives us a little money. And, yeah, it's and, fun, too. You know, and it's fun. But Connolly, he's got this thing. He knows victory is, is working well, but he wants Action Park Media to be Ooh, the top Ooh, crazy. No, that's not true. That's okay, not true. But what he does is, and I said this to him, 
I love them. I said, listen, I'm just saying, like, you wear the Action Park Media hat and you post pictures of it. It's a cool hat. That's great. But it's like nobody wears an NFL hat. They wear their favorite team. They wear a Giants hat, a Rams hat, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, we're like, a I don't wear hat. an NHL hat. Like you're saying, yeah. APM should say NHL you, as opposed to New York Islanders. You should be right. wearing a victory hat or or an Ethan Supli hat, American Glutton, or can I tell you mostly what? victory hat? Yeah, but also I don't care about also Ethan, too. We can we can we can talk about Applebaum. I, I Applebaum I makes all our Right. Stuff, I have a certain uh I'm a flex fit guy. Okay. Like I don't like Dylan likes the golfer hats. What are the, what are the hats called that kind of what kind of hat uh, style? Uh, Not uh, the trucker hat. What's it? Dylan likes a floppy hat. Doug, you like one with that like, structure. The, 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 right. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't I, like a, a high profile hat. It right. Just doesn't, I like I, a hat that you think underneath is like a fucking huge you're like, of hair. What is yeah. <laughs> Why don't you give us a piece? He no, needs a really yet. high profile for all that hair underneath. Can I just say one piece? last thing about the hair and then we're going to get off the hair for a while? What's crazy is because we're doing this Ficto thing, we're about to have videos coming out this week, but I looked at podcast from July when we started. My hair was fucking great. Like, something I, happened. I, I, I you might have used we, that little spray touch. No, no. We went back. Shut the hell up, Kevin. We went, we, went back, we went back to look at some of, the, some of the old videos, and it wasn't that long ago, dude. It was in August. Yeah. Your hair was fine. No, it wasn't fine. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Your I hair don't know great. what happened. So, by the way, don't fucking jinx I, I, I'm not Your hair could be gone by July. Give us a peek. No, no, no. Okay. No. All right. Peaker. So, but By last the way, thing. You're shaming me. By the way, you realize Conley's shaming no, me. No, I was body proud shaming me. I was proud of you. Me. I was proud of you. I think it was Thank nice you. to, like we talked about anxiety. I think that was helpful for I people. was shocked, by the way, because I was gone when this when he came out and said that he had the hair thing. Well, it, I thought you were getting dental surgery done. And yeah. I'm, uh, so much is happening. Jackson, Mississippi, go, what is going on here? It happened quick. He pulled the trigger and was like in the office. I mean, think about what we've accomplished since Dylan left. We, we animated everybody. I got some hair. You did something that, <laughs> that maybe you don't want to talk about on what the What I do? Nah, I'm just joking. You actually What'd you had, do? Kylie had a I'm baby scared. shower. Oh, there? I did. I had a baby oh, shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has not thanked me for giving him the place, though. I mean, well, you didn't you give mean, me the place. You suggested the place. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't exactly give you the place. girl had a baby shower, right? I mean, dudes don't have. Yeah, well, I, no, I paid for it, but I didn't, you know. <laughs> but I want to talk about that for one second. It's Il Cello in Beverly Hills, which is a gorgeous place, and I'm sure it was awesome. But Conley goes like this. Is this weird? He goes, you can come if you want. Well, like, what kind of invite is he, that? Well, because I mean, here's why. Because well, dudes I, don't usually go to baby Dudes showers, don't right? usually go, and the truth is, you totally could have gone. I just don't want to put that on dupe, my buddies. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say, like, hey, I don't know. I just didn't want you to feel, and I did. You, you weren't the only one that got I, Chuck and the, the guy. I said that. Did anyone all, show up? I just kind of did backdoored. anyone show up? Yeah, no, because okay. I backdoored. I backdoored all of Such them. Such a lame. I, but let me invitation. tell you, what I backdoored everybody and said, "Hey, you don't I know." Have to but show what up. you do do while you when you do that when you say like, "Hey, if you want to, you can show up." You leave people going, "Does he want me to show up? Does he not want me to show up? Is it going to cost him another hundred bucks for the plate of food?" Yeah, so I was. But I would have paid whatever for you, and you definitely would have eaten and. You you definitely would have gotten your money. Probably would have had two plates. <laughs> but I'll tell you, that's, the, that's the real reason I wasn't talking to him, because I felt like the invite was kind of fucking weak, you know? And, and yeah. then I'm like, oh, I, I wonder who's there. I really didn't want to put it on you. Well, no dude show. Do you up. really want to go to a baby show? I don't know. I, 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 I feel like if I called I, Dylan, I'd be putting him on the spot. And then he's Il Cello is a great place. If there's a great bowl of pasta waiting for me, I'd be there. It doesn't matter what the party is, but I just think your friend should tell you, you I would like balls. you there or not like you there. That's all. <laughs> and I was sort of picturing everyone else showed up, you know, so. But, but anyway. you would have made it weird, yeah. I mean, I love you, but I'm glad you weren't there. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, here's what we're going to do today. We just got Dylan back, and you got to understand. We're excited. To ask, to ask Dylan to do extra work today, we thought, let's, bring, let's ease him in. Have some questions from the fans, which we're going to do when we come back from the break. 
All right, welcome back, Victory the Podcast. We're taking some fan questions, which don't have to be related to Entourage at all. There's, there's a lot of career going on here, not from me or, or Connolly, but Dylan has had a lot of movies Guys in his doing career. movies like it's going out of style. I mean, he's <laughs> no, got Bruce no, Willis no. watching him. So anyway, let's, unless you want to let's, talk about something else, no, let's jump I say into we're questions. Gonna, we, let's do it. Let's roll some calls. All right, yeah. here we go. All right, all right. I got a question. I've always been curious. What would Johnny Drama's signature dish be, and how would you prepare it? <laughs> Oh, interesting. Well, you know, I've had a lot of great ones over the years that you wrote, Doug. But my favorite one has always been that champagne-infused, I think it was uh, Eggs Benedict. Was it a risotto? Like no, I don't remember. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, but then there's also the uh, spirulina scramble, which doesn't sound so great yeah, to me. Yeah, but it's healthy but, as can be. The spirulina yeah. scramble. I mean, that's a total Johnny But here's drama. an interesting thing, because Dylan and drama converge, but at the same time, you're very into the kitchen. I mean, yes, I am. we should do a Kevin Dylan, not Johnny drama, Kevin Dylan cookbook. So Dude, I'm going to do one. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I've got a, I've well, got a whole bunch it. of dishes. I just, I just came up I was going to say, I heard you talking about it before that, Dylan, so I will be your what witness. What a great idea, Doug. What a great idea you yeah, came well, I mean, up with. You know, it's, if you come up with it in this studio, it's owned by Action this Park. Is true. Hey, well, the contents hey, of your brain. You guys could help me put it together. I want to hear your best dishes. We'll put them all in But there. that's actually an interesting idea. Uh, uh, Kevin Dillon, but it would have to have some kind of a, I don't know, entree or a drama Cooking twist. with drama. No, I already got I, it, bro. To be honest with you, Cooking I, don't, with drama. I don't think it needs an entourage twist at all. I think Dylan is, is his own guy, and I think people kind of combine you anyway. But what what would be a great dish? Give us a Kevin Dillon dish. Well, you know, I, I would start with a lot of my mom's dishes, like a mac and cheese. She makes oh. an insane mac and cheese with a vermouth reduction. It's just really good. I'm really hungry, by the vermouth way. Vermouth reduction. Oh, so you know what makes man. a great mac so and cheese? I know you ate it, but Connolly, uh, Jack Arnold, who's a, a big fan of the show. I love and Jack. An amazing Jack griller, but he came to the house. He made this lobster mac that was one of the best things ever. Doug ate all the lobster. Doug ate all the lobster. I didn't realize. He's a slobby with the lobby. Well, you know what happened, Dylan? The lobster was on the side and on a plate. So I didn't realize it was supposed to be like Kind for of, everyone. Uh, for everyone. So, you thought it was yours. They yeah. were little lobster tails, but Doug ate three of them. Yeah. <laughs> but real, I want to just rehash that night because it was such a great night. But Jack Arnold, who's amazing, he uses a green egg, and you know, Doug, oh, yeah. you had a he's couple a of meals. Yeah. So we've talked about this before, but I thought it's worth revisiting because Connolly's still fighting this battle. The guy flies from North Carolina. He makes us one of the great meals at my house. During the pandemic, he's like risking his life to make Connolly a steak. And he goes, what'd you think? And Connolly goes, I give it an eight. I said 8.5. <laughs> Give an 8.5. Eight. Is that rude or not? Even if he hated it, what do you say? Uh, That's a normal person. Yes, I think, uh, yeah, I think it is rude. I think, first of all, I'm sure that steak was ranked pretty high, right? I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, if, American Lugers, Wagyu. if Lugers is a nine. Right, Lugers is a nine. If Peter Lugers is a nine. That's like it was an eight and a half. And also, so you two. would never give a ten. I'm just ten, saying there I, is no no such thing. To me, thing as that a 10, was right? where I was coming from yes. with that. That it wasn't. You know, it was. I mean, listen, guy's amazing. Also, too, I was amazing. You, a, an eight is a B minus. So eight, that's amazing. Eight, it was, first of all, it was an eight point five, and an eight point five is good. I think. Huh. You know, I mean, okay, it, if it, I wanted to push it to he, a nine, he's got a tough rating system. But I think the funny thing is, is like, like all of a sudden he can't lie. You just go ten. Like, what's well, the problem? Well, yeah. That's true. I mean, I probably also, said eleven, but also too, I he wasn't standing there. You, of course, couldn't wait to show him the video of me saying that. Yeah, it was but, great. Uh, but I, I, I said <laughs> it behind his back. But I love Jack. But the weird thing about uh, let me just go on on a side note again. The weird thing about Connolly is he's he's 
very straightforward and very this. But last night we get on the phone. Something weird kind of happened on the phone. We're trying to do for this Ficto videos that we're doing. We were going to reshoot a little bit. We're almost performing, which is weird because I'm not an actor, but I think I'm doing all right. But we're basically doing this and we're trying to match it from nine months ago. And Connolly just keeps going like, yeah, I don't think that'll match. I don't think that'll match. I don't think that'll match. And he keeps saying things about my clothes, my body, this and that. <laughs> you know, this, things change over the course of seven Wow. Months. And I'm like, what are you actually saying? Well, you mean his pectoral muscles got bigger? Is yeah, that, what that, that. Do you know what he was saying? <laughs> He was talking about my fucking hair, but he was being wow. all like wow. subterfuge about it. I'm like, we've talked about it on the <laughs> podcast 50 times. You've embarrassed and humiliated me in public. And now all of a sudden I go, Kevin, I, I, I'm not really understanding what he's saying. We're talking 20 minutes on the phone where he's speaking like, yeah, in code. You know, things happen. You know, things change. I'm People like, what changed? Change? <laughs> so finally he goes, your hair, your hair. I'm like, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I just think we should all be your direct and upfront. You know what? Looking Doug goes, back. when are you going to start getting now? Now you're sensitive to my feelings yeah. I, i'll tell you what looking back on you know finding out that you had this hair procedure i'm looking thinking about all the guests that every guest that came in you were like wow your hair looks so great <laughs> right i mean you he's like there's an everyone's office hair office full of young men with great hair and I'm wow. said that. can i run my fingers through <laughs> your hair <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm okay though now i actually uh nothing's happened from the procedure that that's worked better yet it takes a long time but suddenly i just feel great I don't know. Good. What yeah, that's Good. cool. I'm glad. All right, let's take the next question. Hey, guys, this is Jason. This is a golf-related question for Dylan and Connolly. My question is, if you got to play Augusta tomorrow and you had a choice to bring one PGA pro, one friend, one family member, and one person you never, ever met before, famous, who would it be and why? I, I bring my dad. Of course, he of course. can't hardly move. You know, Augusta but with my dad. Correct. I mean, that would be amazing. And then... Uh, Brooks Kapka. Brooks Kapka. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. I would love to play golf with Jack. All right. I mean, that would be great. And then you got a friend. And you got a friend. Me. No, but you're already there. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean uh, you're not already there. I mean, no, you know can what? Can I bring Doug? I'm going to bring Doug. Thank you, <laughs> Kevin. He was an and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give see Con- that handicap. Here's my invitation to Connolly. I mean, if you want to come, I guess you can come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going me, Dustin Johnson, my brother. Yep. I'm going to go James Worthy, who I play with. Him oh, I love James, yeah. And then uh, a complete stranger. You know what? Let's go with. Um, I don't know that it's a complete stranger. It could be go with Derek Jeter. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. It's not a complete Derek, stranger. No. You're friends with him. He texts you. You're ridiculous. Oh, answer. that's my friend. That's my friend. So okay. Jeter's my friend. Who's your family member? My brother. Okay. Uh, and Dustin Johnson. And then you need one more. And then one more. Random. James Worthy. Okay. There you go. There you that's go. a good uh, list. Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Graham McDowell, yeah. Rory McIlroy. Ooh, good. And I'm going... Uh, How many G- pros is this guy allowed to break? Well, he brought two pros. He brought... Uh, well, well if the stranger yeah. Yeah, who's famous. Yeah. And, then I'm br- and then I'm bringing my son. All right, there you go. Very but smart. I might... I might if, if if you think it's too many golfers, then I'm going Graham. I want uh, Jimmy Page. I want to be on a golf course with Jimmy Page, who I couldn't get on Entourage, <laughs> but I want to be on a golf course with Jimmy Page. That'd be fun. That'd be a yeah, fun I think he would only drive the cart, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm going to swipe out Jeter for Michael Jordan, because I think Whoa. Jordan loves golf more. Jordan loves golf more. That's, oh, that's you know, Jeter, I'll on. take you, bro. You can yeah. come with me. Man. Yeah, sorry, Derek. Yeah, 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 you no, got the sorry, invite. Kevin didn't want you. By the way, I'll, did I'll you give you. did you give Derek Jeter that invite to your uh, shower? Hey, Derek, if you want to come, I you're, you're just he's... jealous because his alias is drama. And it's not <laughs> E. Yeah. You think anyone has an alias of E that they use at a hotel? Like, hi, I'm Eric Murphy. I'm e. <laughs> yeah, or E. <laughs> it's, it's, they definitely wouldn't be looking for you if you really wanted to hide out. That'd be the thing. All right, let's go. Next question. This is Leslie Judge. 
So this is my question for each of you. I would like to know who did you meet that took your breath away in all the years of the show? For me, it would be like a Tom Brady. Um, and I'm not saying like a woman. I mean, like, is there anyone that came to the show that just stopped you dead in your tracks from excitement? Thank you. <laughs> all right. So I First did, of all, that's I, I, I planted that. That's yeah, Kevin Dillon's that ex-girlfriend. That was a good question, though. And, but it was a good And a good friend, too. I yeah. love Leslie. <laughs> Look at him. You're flustered, I'm by just, the way. Yeah, that, you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> Holy but shit. The, I've uh, never seen this like this before. <laughs> it's amazing. Get out of like here. All red. It's funny that you she said. You look a little like Bob's big boy over here. It's funny that she said Tom Brady because that's the guy I would have went with, too. Ooh, Tom okay. Brady impressed. He took the your breath away, though. He we took your breath away. Played golf on our lunch break, and we had it. Yeah, he was awesome. But he took your breath away. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, <laughs> took your breath away. I don't know about that. Uh, Who took your breath away, Doug? I, I, mean, was, I mean, to be totally honest with you, it's embarrassing to say, Larry David. I've never been so starstruck to the point. <laughs> no, but he legitimately <laughs> took my breath away because Larry Charles and him were talking about the scene, and I was so nervous to walk over and discuss it with them, even though I was like, you know, sort of the boss. So I was kind of sitting there, really quiet, waiting for my moment, and I was legitimately, I've never been nervous about any. Anyone else coming on this show, except for when Dylan's in a bad mood. But um, aside from that, I, I just I was scared to walk up to Larry David, and I finally got the, the urge up, and I had this idea that I thought was so simple that I thought he was going to look at me and go, you're a moron. And I said it, and he goes, I got it. And then you guys did that scene, which was great. So I guess mine would be Eminem. Oh, I, yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, that was cool. pretty cool. I mean, like it was to the point where I didn't, I didn't, I never approached. I never, I never, yeah. I never engaged. I, I just. Well, I, he's a hard guy to engage with. But I don't think he is. I think he. I probably. Well, I got in there. Well, yeah. did you talk to him a little bit? Yeah, I talked to him a lot. Yeah, he wrote. He yeah. wrote about Dylan. Give Dylan a shout out in a song for the love yeah. of God. You know, it's interesting you say Eminem because he actually could not have been cooler and right. more kind of accessible. But I did feel I don't know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bother him. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to look, which is weird because now I would not care. But at the time, I was like, I don't know. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Like walk. Hey, man. I do. You know, I just the opportunity never presented itself, and I and I I I'll, I admit I kind of chicken out of like talking to Eminem I'm, and I regret it. Everyone should yeah. check out that song by the way which is uh, I'm blanking uh, on the title but he wrote So Bad So Bad. Yeah, uh, so, yeah that's it that's it So Bad on the recovery album Yeah so oh, he, he great, references great Johnny Drama and Entourage which was very cool and, and wasn't planned and after I heard that song I said maybe we could get Eminem on the show. By the way I think that's one of his cool songs ever too. Oh, it's, it's I love, from, love that song. It's from a very big I mean that's a huge album and that's a huge song but wait a second so that happened before oh yeah he was in the song but he wrote the song before he yeah. came on yeah yep. and i and i and i called I thought yeah. for sure oh he guys this guy came fell in love with dylan and gave him a shout out on the on no the no i think he actually tried to re-record it without dylan after he met him <laughs> yeah he, <laughs> he tried like, to scratch let's that. go with the b side of that that one <laughs> all right let's get to another question. question hey what's up guys i'm matt from mass people long island so we all know how great the show entourage is but what i think it's overlooked is how great the title Entourage is. So I was wondering if there were any other working titles for the show before Entourage was chosen. Well, the, the Johnny Island. Drama show. Isn't that <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, first of all, Massapequa. I mean, that Massapequa is, Long Island. That is yeah. that's basically hometown for Kevin Conley and us. Yes, Dylan yes. was a little richer in Westchester. but um, Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the titles 
were Entourage, and we spent a lot of time debating, which is weird now because it sounds ridiculous, the Entourage and Entourage. We spent a lot of conversations Well, that. That's well, a no-brainer. Yeah. Entourage is better than the Entourage. Listen, uh, uh, it's the famous line that Timberlake had in uh, The Social Network when he's playing whoever it was that he's playing, and he walks out and he said, oh, I got one idea. Not the Facebook. Just drop the the and just Facebook, yeah. right? And yeah. you go, of course. Can you imagine if it was called the Facebook? It'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. And in hindsight, the entourage would be weird, but I could see how the discussion happened. Yeah. No, it, right? you know, it went for a long time. Because... To everybody, right? Straight to the top. Right? It's weird. Once things happen, all of a sudden they feel like there is no other way. Like, I remember when I first saw the poster of the five of you on the poster, and I, I honestly was staring at that thing every day i'm like does this look like a like well a when TV you first show? saw the poster there was the four of us without jeremy, jeremy Piven was not on that poster yeah God, that was what crazy a, what a nightmare that, that was, was. A, that was a battle with hbo who's you had to you had to put him in in post you we did put them in yeah. post you know yeah. hbo hbo photoshopped them in there. everyone knows yeah. hbo not h i don't want to say hbo like there's one thing but the person who was i was dealing with on a daily basis they said the line jeremy pevin will never be a member of the entourage and i remember going is this something wrong with you he's gonna win a fucking emmy and he's only got a two-year contract and this is gonna piss him off and it's just and stupid. also too and and rightfully so yeah absolutely it, it should have pissed him off yeah but but never one time now think not you never even heard somebody spitball another idea. It was always entourage or the entourage. It was never never posse or right squad. To the best of your knowledge. Well, by the way, just so you guys posse know, posse works. Well, posse you can't even say because Phil Jackson got in trouble for saying posse. Apparently, it's it's not a good word to say. But really, but wait, there is me, a just let me give you a real good story here. But HBO when they were fucking around for a year and would not um, greenlight this show. Lev and I got Shaquille O'Neal and sold a show called Posse to FX. Okay. Now the deal didn't even close because HBO finally greenlit it. But I said, this is ridiculous. We've been on this a year. Let's go do it in basketball, which ultimately uh, somebody else did a show in basketball that was pretty similar to Entourage, by the way. But anyway, we sold that show called Posse and it was going to be a basketball player and his friends. And I was like, listen, I, I, I get what I'm trying to do. It's still going to be about friendship, but this is going to be in the basketball world. And almost right when that happened, where we pitched it and they were going to buy it, uh, HBO came in and greenlit the show. But what I was saying about the poster, when I started with you guys, I'm looking at it and I really used to sit around in my house. I go, is there any way that someday this will be like these five guys will be this iconic group? And it's hard to imagine that just like the title. But now I look at it and, and even though I was involved, I look at the five of you and I'm like, oh yeah, it couldn't have been anything. Yeah. Surely yeah. though, somewhere uh, in an HBO office on some wall or somewhere something, there was a couple of alternate titles. I had, there had to be. The but, crew. Yeah, some I See, is there? There must be that original poster without Jeremy Piven on it. I would love that. Would be value. That would be a rarity. Collector's item. That sounds like an NFT waiting to happen. Right. (laughs) So my question is: Do we think that drama after he wins his globe, Netflix approaches him for a Viking Quest reboot? Not reboot, but revisit, kind of like Cobra (laughs) Kai. Do we think Johnny Drama would actually do that, or would he think? That after he gets his globe, he's too good to go back to TV like Machio. That's what I'm interested. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> before the Golden Globe, hell yeah, Johnny Drama's all over a reboot of Viking Quest or a revisit. Yes, but after, no way, no way. He just won a Golden Globe. Hell no. Yeah, is the, he's, is, he's, the, is the two word answer? Well, it's fine. You know, maybe he would do 
the show Vikings, but he's now, not doing Viking Quest. Viking Quest was a low-budget TV right. show. And-, and also, too, you know, part of his, at the end of his question, or would drama think he was too good? It's not a question of being too good. When you win a Golden Globe, you're going to have a, a, a crack. Right? You get your shot. He would think he was too good. But, <laughs> by but, the way, but I, he would be. Yeah, I would, would just like to jump in on this conversation because 100% if I was writing this, and it's weird because Dylan plays into this in real life as well. Johnny Drama begged for Viking Quest reboots the entire show. Okay? Yeah. He wins a Golden Globe. It would take him three seconds to be like, yeah, I don't think so. I'll be yeah, working exactly. with I'll be working with Scorsese and, and Leo. rightfully yeah, exactly. so. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay, yeah. but wait. Why I say this comes to real life and right now. Kevin Dillon is really wanting this Entourage reboot. Until Warner comes out. Jack Warner is going to come out and Dylan's going to be like, fuck you guys and fuck your podcast. No way. No Dylan get gets Charlie. a Golden Globe. It ain't going to be Adrian Grenier we can't get. I'm, that's not true. That's I, not true. I swear to God. This so is, you're in. This is the best. I'm in no matter what. This is the best character I've ever played. This is the best show I've ever worked on. Wow. Hands down. Entourage. Thank you. Yeah. That said. What are you thanking him for? What did you have to do with it? <laughs> so, as the uh, lead member of the cast. Uh, number, number one, one on the call sheet. Call sheet. I <laughs> thought it was my only appropriate to extend my thanks but and my gratitude. Let me just say this yeah. about uh, drama. He would... One year later, after if he's not working again, he would jump. He'd be like, "Hey, how about that reboot of Viking Quest?" It, it wouldn't be uh, Johnny Drama being unreasonable. You win a Golden Globe, yeah, you take you a would shot expect, at something better. Yeah, yeah you want to try and do you better. You want to be on no. Homeland, yeah. bro. You want to be Saul Berenson. But you on know, a, a year or two later, if things aren't happening, he's just he's. But, but I do want I do want to say this though, Connolly. What Dylan said there, it really it, it, it emotionally moved me. I'm not going to oh, lie. Like I've never heard anything like that out of Connolly. It's the truth. It's the best character I've ever played. I don't feel much. <laughs> well, Conley well, said the best pilot he ever did was some fucking crap that didn't get picked it up at Fox. It was Tail Die. Yeah, no, it was at CBS, and it's the best pilot I've ever done, and it never made Whatever. it. Whatever. Whatever. All right, next question. Hey, guys. I'm a huge fan of the show and the podcast. This is more of like a professional and career-based question. My name is Desmond, and I'm a sophomore honors finance major at Howard University in Washington, D.C., and I'm currently trying to pursue um, a career in the agency business, and you guys were obviously, like, you know, on the opposite side what I'm trying to do, so I just wanted to hear perspective. So in terms of, I guess, like, working with clients and servicing them, I guess, like, what do you think makes, like, a good agent, you know, like, looking at things from, like, the talent's point of view? And also, like, what advice would you give me on how to, I guess, like, interact with different clients within the industry as well? Thanks. So Desmond, great name. Actually, the name of the the lead character that is loosely based on Thierry Henry in the show I'm allegedly doing in London, which who the hell knows if that's ever going to happen. But, um, you know, your question, I think the three of us, they'll be good to answer from a talent perspective how an agent can deal with them. But the world is changing so quick with agents that it's hard for me to really even give an answer to where they be. I currently don't have an agent and don't feel the need to have one, which five years ago would have been a ridiculous statement. But there's so many avenues to go different ways. But if you want to talk about good representation, which when I had a guy named Michael Kivas who represented me, he was just awesome because he, A, believed in whatever my skills were. And he tried to direct me to things that he thought I could succeed at, as opposed to what a lot of agents do, which is just throw as much crap as you as possible and see how much money they can make. But I think that um, the agenting business is ever changing. Ari Emanuel, who was the basis for Ari Gold is currently trying to raise 
$600 million for William Morris Endeavor that also owns UFC. And I don't know where any of this is going to go. About a year ago, the writers had to all fire their agents because there was a problem with the Writers Guild and the agencies. I honestly don't even know if that's been completely worked out or not. But but how about you guys? How do you feel? What makes a good agent? I feel like Oliver Stone feels about agents. They're all blood-sucking <laughs> bottom feeders. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm happy with my agency right now. They're great. So, right. uh, but, but what, no, what, makes, mean, what do you like about them? I, I, you know, everyone's in your pocket when you're an actor. So it's always... <laughs> By it's the way, awful. you're not going to get a positive comment about agents. <laughs> well, no, both. I mean, from actors, period, usually. I mean... Here's what I would say. This is a compliment to you, Doug, and a compliment to... Jerry Piven and Ari Emanuel. I think, I think, Doug, you sort of created a generation of like monsters, agents, <laughs> right? Where people thought they just idolized Ari Gold and think that yelling and screaming and kicking, doing this whole thing is the way to do it. But that was, that was a TV show, right? So I think, I think the most important thing is that, you know, working for your client and also to your point, let your client ha- have his dreams, right? If your client, well, you know, wants to write, then th- don't shit on that idea and, and just try to stick them. Cause th- I think you also said that too, Doug, like, there's be so quick to just, okay, let's just get him that job and get him out of town. And then we don't got to think about Dylan for eight weeks while he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of times they just want to keep you working. They want, a, they want you to get a TV show. They, want so they don't have to deal with you and they just get the money. The money just flows in. The money just flows yeah, in. Yeah. So let let your let your clients dream, even if their dreams may seem unattainable to you as a representative. Let them have their uh, their passion. Yeah. And I also think the line we had in Entourage, which is what's the difference between an agent and a, and a manager, and the manager is the one that cares. And the truth the is, the manager makes sure you your veggies. Right? Yeah, but the truth is, is that's how I felt about the 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 good manager that I had in my life at one point. You know, they were much more personal and much more involved with stuff than just the deal making. And they were reading the scripts and kind of finding things that were right for you. But uh, Desmond, I really mean this. I, you know, I, I don't know if the agenting business is the future or not. But so really think about what you want to do and what you want to be at. Think about the representation business as a whole. The agent manager thing might become one, some version of that. Who knows? It really is. It's changing fast. But anyway, That's good luck sure. in school. And, good luck. Uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah. And, and let's take some more questions when I, we come back. Welcome back, Victor, the podcast. We're taking fan questions about anything and everything. This doesn't is fun. Be, I like this. Yeah, it doesn't I'm, have to I get, I'm a little nervous, but right? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this question's coming over. You see how Dylan got flustered? Well, I was, not, I was not flustered. Flustered. I mean, but Leslie Judge, I was with the night before Kevin Dylan auditioned for this show, and she's a good friend of mine and my brother's, and she said, Kevin Dylan's coming in tomorrow. He's going to fucking get He's that gonna job. He's going to get this role. And I was wow. like, okay, sure he is. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and you killed it. Thank God. Yeah. All right, next question. Great girl. Thank you, Leslie. Hey guys, it's Kimberly calling from Melbourne, Australia. No question, um, but just wanted to let you guys know I am a huge, huge super fan, and I reckon I could go head to head some of the other guys super fans. Let's make it happen. Victory! <laughs> Victory! All I gotta right. tell you, I love Australians. Me too. Me too. Everything Me too. about them. And where do you go, Doug? You're gonna love Oh, they're the best. I cannot wait. So You're thank you for that. And uh, we have to, you know, we should do some type of like super fan. No, yeah. that would be thing. It's, it's put hard. her up against uh, one of our guys. Maddie Stewart. Maddie Stewart. Connolly scared Maddie Stewart. No, no, Maddie. Listen, I, I, I think it's it's just so arbitrary. I, I, how about this? I can say I don't know how to do this. Nope. I don't know how to do set mean? up. I don't know how to set up a trivia 
I don't know how to do it. We're gonna get, we're gonna have Gary, our Maybe super Gary producer. Can. By the way, Connolly hired a producer. Can I talk about that for one second? Sure, that was great. And and it's get a, all the research. It's a little embarrassing because because uh, Gary is here in the booth right now. But what happened was we spoke to uh, someone Gary worked with before. He came highly recommended, and we said how much would Gary cost? And the guy said, you know. And Connolly gave a number, and he said, yeah, that'll definitely work. Then Gary came in, and Gary said, uh, okay. And Connolly said, um, so could you do it for? X dollars. And Gary said, yes. Now that X dollars was more than what the guy. Well, that I, I also knew that Doug was going to drive him into the nut house. So I figured uh, <laughs> he was going to come around a little aside thing. Dylan, you also missed that besides the animation and Charlie Sheen taking your place. You missed, we got a producer, like got we got producer. real shit yeah. happening yeah. here. So it's exciting. Good so let's yeah. go to another question. I want to give some Irish crickets. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm from outside of Philadelphia, a huge fan. I uh, live in New York right now. Uh, I want to ask all three of you, um, if the show was set today and you were still filming, uh, who would be uh, three cameos that you would want to have uh, on Entourage? Uh, please continue to uh, keep recording episodes, and hopefully there's a reboot. Victory! <laughs> Thank, you, right. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Uh, I got a Three couple cameos. ideas. I got All a couple right. ideas. Doug, you want to take that one first? I could take it. And everybody, I love when people call them with the victory. Everybody should make videos in cool places and say victory and send them to us. It's awesome. I love <laughs> yeah, that. We've been getting cool. stuff from all over the world and it's very cool. So yeah. it's interesting because we're talking about it like it's not real now. Like on the podcast, it's the same thing. I'm trying to get these people to show up. So I knew it wasn't going to happen, but Angie Young is this awesome publicist in Australia who's been great to us. And she's like, do you want me to reach out to Russell Crowe, who I've tried to get for the show for years and i said well yeah but i got uh she sent me the email back it was uh this is not something that russell can commit to at this moment but we got a quick response you'd like a russell crowe cameo i would love russell crowe and just like the golf jimmy page and you said michael jordan those are three good starters obama i mean still number one on my list is obama would love i got a couple i'm just gonna say currently in the zeitgeist right i'm gonna say jake paul Right. Drama maybe thinks he can take. I don't know. Maybe Dylan maybe. doesn't even know who it is. I don't know. You don't know. Who <laughs> He's he the guy that just fought the UFC guy. He was like the YouTuber turned boxer, and he and he and he's like winning fights. Okay, okay. this is what I love about Dylan. He Dylan legitimately does not, does not know who he is. Right. No, I don't. So Jake Paul is now fighting professionally. His. I think his pay-per-view was like as big as any yeah, boxing match. He knows how to sell. He knows how to sell. And, and you know, the truth okay. is, like, he knows how to fight. I don't know. He, and, I don't know. I think That's he your was, choice. Okay. Yeah, I think right, you go with that one. <laughs> I was going to go with Steph Curry, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> you want to go Jake Paul. And I'm also going to go Connor. I think we got we would Oh, Con- I'd love to Gregor. Go. Connor McGregor is a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. So I got Connor. I got Jake Paul. And then, uh, I don't know. Who, who, who else do we go? Uh, we go with sports. Yeah, I mean, uh, who? I need to revise my list. Zion Williamson. That would oh, be great. Zion. I'm redoing my whole I, list. I want to see him be a Nick. I mean, Julie is just amazing. Yeah, well, is, but room did you see Zion? Like, he loves New York. Yeah. Oh, Zion is going to be a Nick. to oh, man, be it, playing with the Nets. He's, he's, he's all but saying. I mean, he's all but yeah, announcing. Yeah, I mean, how great was that? Steph Curry was so close to being a Nick, number one. And number two, well, are you guys? On him, right? You guys? No, they they missed no, no. him by one pick. Oh, they one pick. Yeah. Do you see what he's doing right now? Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's oh, a, he's. But I mean, he's I playing. He's going to win the MVP. He's going to win the yeah, best should. ball of his career. It's amazing. But I want to revise my pick. Three cameos right now, and I want him for the podcast also. And I don't know, maybe someone in the room can get him. Leo, Toby, Ethan Suplee, <laughs> done. We can get Ethan Suplee. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad tragedy. We All right, get Ethan <laughs> next question. Next question. Hi there, this is Austin from South Dakota, and I'm 
curious about the relationship between E and Vince. I met my best friend in college in 2009 after already being a big fan of the show, and we developed what I consider to be a very similar relationship to E and Vince in that he is a professional basketball player and I was just always by his side and helping. And I'm very curious to know if you guys had any idea for a backstory as to how E and Vince developed that relationship and created that bond. Thank you. He didn't give us a name, though, did he? So yeah, he's friends. hiding that basketball player. I wonder if it's Steph Curry. Well, his friend, so let's do the math real quick. So his friend is 2009, so figure 2010. So he's probably still in the league, maybe. I don't know. No, I guess not. Unless He, he didn't even say star. NBA. He could be playing in Europe. We, we right. don't know. Oh, could ooh. be anybody. But be anybody. backstory, I think, is interesting because some actors or actors are trained. Josh Labar, who we had on the show, he would train you guys to actually make up your own backstory. So I can tell you what my backstory was for you guys but did you did either you do that did you go well, this is E's backstory yeah I mean I think you laid the backstory out pretty cleanly right I mean it's you know I was always um, elementary school is what I'm guessing right but I was kind of a getting things done and yeah I would laugh about the Sabaro thing but I was clearly running I was clearly running the uh, running the Sabaro and 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 Vince saw the opening because right turtle and drama are out there and my guess is I always felt like Vince has been you know throwing the offer out hey just come out check it out and, you know, I was hesitant, full-time job, got my own stuff going on. And then I came out and so maybe— So you were the last one to come out. I was the life. last one to come out, but I think— I was think, the first. Yeah. Yeah, well, you were working. You were here yeah. working. I think the visit became extended, and then I made a trip back to get the stuff, and out I came with the prelude. Right, but I take it back even further than that. Drove the prelude yeah, across I'm, I'm country. I'm just wondering, when did you meet— I mean, it was elementary school, I'm thinking, right? For I sure. Mean, yeah, I think, I mean, I take it back even further, and I think that we put some stuff in there. I neighborhood. Think, but, it was but, like... Yeah, but what I really see is, like, Vince was, like, this pretty boy, and, and E was, like, this little tough guy, kind of like, uh, what's his name from Bad News Bears, you know? Tanner Boyle. Like Tanner Boyle, and I see, or like... Or Kelly Leak. I was more Kelly. like Kelly Leak. <laughs> I see, like, Vince being, like, you know, he was doing the plays, and he was pretty, and, like, was, I, I picture it, like, almost like my bodyguard, like, which Matt Dillon's Started, but like Conley had to protect Vince from getting that'd picked be, on a couple of times. Serious problems for Vince. <laughs> yeah, but I think that was his bodyguard. <laughs> that's the backstory I see that Conley was ready to fight anybody for Vince. That they he took they they took a liking to each other. And Conley, while they were from this kind of tough neighborhood and stuff, Conley saw that this kid had superstar potential, and Vince saw that. He had that potential too, and it is—it's like LeBron and his guys. That's how I really view it. Like Maverick Carter and and uh, Rich Paul, how those guys grew up with him and then kind of ran his lives. So. And uh, now they're like pff, Rich Paul and Maverick. They're Carter. bigger than Ian Vince. I, I feel like <laughs> you guys—we all lived on the same street too. You know, right. I mean, like, like right down the road kind of thing. For sure, backyards, shared backyards, yeah, kind of thing. Kinda, yeah. Dylan, when you're acting and you get a script, and like for instance, for a pilot, do you do your own backstory for it? Yeah, or? I always do. Yeah. And you write something up, or how do no, you do no? It? I just I have it in my head. Right. All right. Cool. I think I think most uh, you know I like to think most actors that, or yeah. maybe not. I don't know. I do a little bit. Nothing crazy. But yeah. I can't picture Grenier uh, doing that. I don't know. You think Grenier did a backstory? I think he did. I think he did. I bet he did. I want to ask him that. That's first question when Adrian Grenier coming on the podcast. He's not coming on, but not he'll come on. on. Some he will. On. Next be. question. All right. Last question. Hi guys. My name is Sophie. I'm a big fan. I have a question for you guys. What elements of today's society would you like to see play out on Entourage? Like COVID, Instagram, TikTok, Me Too, things like that. Interesting. COVID would be really kind of weird on Entourage. I mean, we're all stuck in one place. But it could have been been amazing because, I mean, Doug, first of all, would you, 
even have considered that. I mean, listen, if the time was now and there was a way to have done it 100%, and I don't want to minimize COVID because obviously it was so serious and so many people right. died, but still, that was the reality in Hollywood, and I would have liked to have done a realistic version of it. In the comedy element, the question is, is like, would the aging drama have survived COVID if he R- got it? Right, know? or like, no, dra- <laughs> drama is the one that's super sanitary and making sure that everybody, but could you imagine yeah. the four guys quarantined? Oh, God. I mean, it would have yeah. been an interesting Can thing. You imagine drama yeah, keeping imagine that whole sterile. season of it but yeah no i think it would have been a good episode and yeah, honestly an episode a quarantine yeah. episode that lovely young lady brought up um, would be interesting to me because me too stuff of course we're going to deal with that how yeah. is ari going to function in this universe <laughs> and the guys differently you know yes. and the guys and i actually I, you know it's funny i wrote a scene the other day just for fun because i wanted to like really yeah wow. can we take a look yeah you can Maybe take a look we, but yeah, I, I, run it i wanted to see it i honestly feel very natural in writing these guys because honestly we're doing it on the podcast we're not much different than what the show was but we are it's not that we're careful about what we're saying we've grown up a little bit and we understand what the world is and we can still be funny and amusing without saying something that we might might not say now i mean we're not dumb so i think i I would like to deal with everything current if we did this show ever again i want to be very you know respectful for the world but honest yeah and we always have been yeah we've always been very current i agree I agree. It's a good so, question, though. Yeah, good question. Very good question. Uh, so that does I, it. We're going to start figuring out. Now we got a real producer on this show. We're going to start figuring out some segments, start making this like a little more than, you know, we just show up when we feel like it. I think Dylan's going to take it as start, a real job start now. Start teeing up Dylan's cookbook. Yeah. There we go. I, I've been cooking away. Well, so what do you I think some, some segments? Maybe the audience can tell us. What's some segments you want to hear? I think Dylan's Daily Dish, where you give up like a, a great meal that you like. I think that could be what good. What about a sport? Do we want to do a some kind of a I mean none of us here are big gamblers. We're really not. I mean once in a while, no, but yeah. do we want I to mean, do a gambling segment? Craps, but I would right, love right. to. I just don't want to get back in I mean I was, you know, the, the the Vegas episode, the RE gambling thing was based on on an incident that happened with me in high school. I I, I try not to gamble. I yeah, really, but I'm if saying you like want to do that, we'll get my boy Don Johnson. Don Johnson, the not real, the actor. The, the real Don, Don Johnson. Johnson. The real Don Johnson. He's the biggest gambler in the world. He could be He's he taking more money in. from Vegas. He could come over. in and be our segment like Oh my god, he's with the, you know, the pick of the week with the real Don Johnson. Maybe do a game. And we got by the, the way, uh, Kentucky Derby coming up too and a couple good picks on the Derby. And by the way, like since it. it's a podcast and nobody's watching, we could let people think that's actually Don Johnson the actor, okay? So <laughs> like the real Don Johnson gambling. He's got stories this guy. I'm by the way, we got to get the real Don Johnson on here. Maybe we'll get that. Well, all right, we're going to we're going to do some segments. That's yeah. the yes. We got So anyway, I'm excited and, and this was fun. Hopefully you enjoyed it. It's our extra bonus episode. So we want to do more fan engagement. Everybody, please follow the podcast. Put a good review on Apple. And yes, you people who think it's funny to write bad reviews, you're fucking losers, okay? But do what you want to do, okay? If that's what you want to do with your day, you sign up. I literally had some guy like tell me, this is what I wrote. And I know Doug's running around his house, breathing into a paper bag now. You know what? You're the one running into your house, you fucking loser. So anyway, that wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. Uh, um, it's good to be back. Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Kevin Connor. Victory!